a good attorney will tell you, mm-hmm. I've seen this and this is not, this doesn't end well. Yeah. This does not go the way you want it to go. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to the BKF Podcast. We are so excited you're here with us today. We're going to be carrying on part four of our series on litigation. So if you haven't yet, this is such an amazing topic and one we really want you to be prepared for uh, in blended families. So if you haven't, take a peek back at the last three episodes, uh, get caught up with us. And in this series, we're going to talk about finding the right attorney. Yes. Before we do that, Again, we're just glad you're here. We're glad that you're with us. If you haven't taken a chance, like, share, comment, mm-hmm. subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts on this topic. Yes. Uh, if you're listening on Audible, the full video format of this podcast where you get to see our bright, shiny, smiley faces is on our YouTube channel. Yes. So yes. today we're going to dive into finding the right attorney. Mm-hmm. So... You've reached the point where a lawsuit is necessary. Last week, we talked about all the ways you can kind of get around that and before you go into that. But we also acknowledge the fact that sometimes it is a necessary thing to do. Mm -hmm. So we want you to be prepared for that process. So Vanessa, why don't you start walking us through what is what is involved with finding the right attorney? Yeah, when you reach that point, um, you guys, the first thing I we always recommend is you know just be extremely prayerful about that. Be led by the Holy Spirit in this process from the beginning, um, starting from you know choosing a lawyer. And um, you know we always talk about interviewing multiple lawyers, finding yeah. someone who is. Um, um, aligned with your beliefs and mm-hmm. with your faith, uh, is extremely important. That was very important to mm-hmm. us. Um, it was important for us to find someone who could, um, integrate their faith with, uh, what the Bible says, but also, um, just their knowledge and background with law mm-hmm. and, um, understand that, uh, you know, you want someone that understands your unique situation and can give you practical advice. Again, uh, lawyers are there to help you to, they want to find a, the best solution for the child. Again, one that you can live with, but, um, finding a lawyer who, who knows when to say, Hey, enough is enough or Hey, we need to continue on doing this. And so, um, you need to be able to trust this person. So just being prayerful, um, and being led by the Holy spirit, this uh, spirit is just so important. Yeah. And guys, we, we, we've actually had uh, a family law attorney on the podcast with us. Um, and we encourage you to go back and kind of watch that, yeah. um, watch that story. Leslie did a wonderful job of just giving her breadth of experience in what family law is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through, uh, about five practical tips that we can really just uh, things that we've learned or things that we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, that can really help you in terms of just narrowing down the right attorney. Yes. The first thing we always suggest is pick somebody local. And the reason we do that is court systems as much as we'd love to think they are as emotional as we are, they are as logical as we are, and they have mm-hmm. the same belief systems that we do. When mm-hmm. we're talking about court systems, we're talking about courts and judges. Yeah. 
But when we say pick somebody local is that they are familiar with the courts and counties and the judges. They yes. understand kind of what their expectations is or, or how these uh, local judges makes, make decisions. Yes. So they know the judges, they know the clerks, and they can understand your case. And they're mm-hmm. familiar with the local child custody evaluators and child uh, service investigators. So they just understand the landscape of the laws of where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just to give some background to our situation, our lawyer knew all of the judges and he knew, Hey, this judge typically rules this way on this situation. This judge uh, rules typically this other way on this situation down to knowing if they're Republican or Democrat. I mean, you know, things like that. And so, um, so again, finding someone that's local and understands how the judges operate, um, like you said, the clerks, um, even mediators, and um, mm. them finding you a good mediator um, and knowing who those people are in the area is also good as well. Yeah, and understand that your case gets randomly assigned to a judge. Yes. So literally, it, it, as it enters the system, you'll come back and let your your case was assigned to Judge Smith. Mm-hmm. And understanding if your attorney understands what Judge Smith does, then again, it can relate to how you approach your litigation case. Yeah. We would also say set clear expectations, especially when it comes to budget and the limitations of your budget. If you can only spend X on this lawsuit, you need to tell your attorney, can you work within the bounds of this budget? Yes. Because if if you hire somebody who's, you know, and, and lawyer costs, I mean, they can be anywhere from, $100 an hour to $1,000 an hour. Mm -hmm. And those hours add up quick. Yes, they do. So setting a clear expectation uh, of those budgets, uh, and is it possible any financial surprises that could derail your budget? So I think in a lawsuit, and I'm just kind of laying out some practical stuff here, you can go through a lot of interrogatories. You can go through a lot of deposits. You can depose anybody Mm -hmm. if you really want to. All you got to do is put it in there. I'm like, we're deposing this person. But is that the best situation for your financial budget and talking to your attorney about what they think they'll need mm-hmm. to, to to do your case? Yeah. And is it within the budget? No, yes. And uh, finding out how they communicate, you know, mm. wh- what is what is the best means of communication for you? And does that match the lawyer's expectation? Uh, we are over communicators. And so it was important for us to have that over communication. And whether it's through their paralegal or someone in their office, you know, if you're if you're wanting to get an update every week or whatever that looks like, do they communicate via phone, via text? Is there an app that they use? Is it email? Um, just making those expectations of what communication is going to look like and how you're going to interact with your lawyer on a regular basis. Yeah. Ask them if they have time. Again, your version of this lawsuit is it's the most important thing in what's going on around me. Yeah. To your attorney, you may be one of 20. Yeah. So your expectations, like you talked about communication expectations, Mm -hmm. your expectations could, could really heighten the emotional state if you have an attorney that really doesn't have the time to handle your case. So asking them, do you have time? Uh, Can this case be managed on a weekly and daily basis by you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last thing with setting clear expectations is you want to know if it's going to be your actual attorney that you are going to be working with, or are they going to be handing it down to um, another attorney or a paralegal? Um, There was a situation when in our uh, when, when we went through our litigation, we actually, um, 
met with several. And the first one that we w- met with, uh, it actually wasn't going to be the actual lawyer that we thought it was going yeah. to be. It was going to be somebody else. And um, unfortunately, that was not the situation that was best for our family. So we went a different direction. And so you just want to make sure that you're setting clear expectations of what you expect and of what you're needing up front. Yeah. Next is check for relevant experience. Again, we're, we're dealing in the, in the in the context of family law. So again, if you have a a friend who's a real estate attorney, um, or if you have a friend who does, you know, civil litigation, they don't necessarily have the family law background. They may be an attorney, may be very good at what they do, but do they have the relevant experience? That's why, again, maybe going with somebody who may not be somebody you know personally, but maybe somebody who's just best at that experience. Yeah. So do they have, and have they handled cases similar to yours? Explain that to them. Have they handled cases that way? What is their track record for cases like yours? Mm-hmm. Again, I think one of the things that you can ask in an attorney-client relationship is, this is what's going on. You know, Do I have a case or do I not have a case? Right. Am I being unreasonable, emotional, or do I d- just need this to happen? And is it possible? Because a good attorney will tell you, mm-hmm. I've seen this and this is not, this doesn't end well. Yeah. This does not go the way you want it to go. Yeah. Um, and I would ask that question, and just in, in knowing what I know about litigation and some of the experiences we've had, I would ask that question to multiple attorneys. Mm-hmm. Because again, some attorneys want your business, mm-hmm. and they might say something that, that may not be true right. just to get you on board. So ask multiple attorneys that question. Yeah. And I would say, you know, have ask your attorney if they have faced your other co-parents um, Mm. attorney before, is this someone, you know, if they're, if it's in the same County, you know, is this another attorney that you've worked with? Is this someone that you have, um, Mm of, um, you know, if you had, you have, you had other cases where you've had to work with this attorney on the opposite side. So that way it kind of gives you a better understanding of like, okay, they've done this before they worked with this person and, and almost, uh, like kind of like strategy around, um, mm-hmm. you know, what that could look like for your case. Yeah. In a lot of cases, they know each other well enough to know that they can get together and help you come to an agreement. Yes. Uh, attorneys are not, immune from having friends. Yes. And so, and yes. this is a small, family law is a small world, especially in particular counties. Yeah. So if they know them, they can go to them, they can work with them, they can, you know, they can get through mm-hmm. sometimes hard-headed clients to to get to a resolution. Yeah. Um, and then again, as we've kind of talked about before, have they worked similar cases with the same, the judge assigned? You yeah. Know, do they know what's going to happen maybe even before we get there? Absolutely. Uh, the next topic, you guys, is you want to stick with the same attorney for the long haul. So, Leslie talks about this in our, that podcast episode. Um, you know, lawyers typically don't like to get clients that jump from attorney to attorney to attorney and it's, and vice versa. We don't want, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to make sure that we find the the right attorney that is the best fit for us. And so, uh, is it someone that you can stick with financially that, um, personally, uh, for the entirety of your case, you want to make sure that this is someone that you can see, um, being a part of this and being a part of your life mm-hmm. and being a part of the intimate things that have happened um, for the long haul. Yeah. The last thing you want to do in, a, in, a, in an attorney's office is have to tell the same story twice. Yes. Because again, every minute is valuable. So switching attorneys does 
in some ways start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are maybe a couple of times when you may want to look at this. Maybe, again, maybe you've overreached with an attorney that's out of your budget and can't quite get you to the to the end. Yeah. Uh, or if you feel like there's just some personality conflicts with inside that attorney uh, relationship that is just not mashing with, um, with maybe where you want to go. Yeah. And I'll tell you one more. And again, this is kind of a hard check, quality check, but you may have picked somebody that you were really emotionally charged in anger. And then as you've kind of, again, prayed through this, which we, we want you to be doing, you've come to a realization that, hey, this is probably not this right attorney right. that's going to get the best results. So it may be a situation where you have to change. Yeah. Um, last one we're going to talk about is choose someone you have a personal connection with. Uh, and I want to kind of just explain this a little bit. You don't have to become personally friends with them. Right. But you do need to share the same value system. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember when we were choosing our attorney, you know, the things that were in common is that they, they, he happened to be a blended family mm -hmm. and, uh, they were, they had a lot of children. I think they have four mm -hmm. children. And so there were a lot of common things. They were believers. Um, and, and we just, we just liked his presence. We liked, um, his outlooks on things. We liked his perspective. We liked that he was honest. We liked yeah. that he told us that we were being, um, unreasonable at times. And then uh, we liked that he also validated us in the things that he felt were, um, you know, worthy as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can just imagine, you know, again, depending upon where you're from and kind of what your value systems are, kind of what the exposure it is in your daily life, you're going to, you need to pick somebody who can, can relate to you. Uh, yeah. Because you're gonna, you are going to be spending a lot of time with them, and one of the things you're going to ask of your attorney is that they understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're not just a yes kind of person. They're like, I'll say yes to anything that yeah. you say just because they're billing you. You want them to truly relate to what you're going through, um, and I think that's again, it may not be the end all be all for whether you win or lose, mm -hmm. but it's going to make you feel a lot better about the money that you spend yeah. and, and kind of that process that you're going through. Uh, but also it will create the personal connection that will hopefully lead to a realization of as you're on the highway, here's the exit ramp. Yeah. And I want to add one last thing here before, before we wrap up. And, and this goes back to something you talked about in episode one, as you're picking the attorney, pick somebody who wants to solve the situation, yeah. not who just wants to win. Because if you give an attorney the, the, the outlook of, I just want you to win what I want, mm -hmm. they will do, they will try their best to do that. Right. And I don't think that's the attorney that's maybe best for blended families. Pick one that wants to create a solution yeah. and make sure that's evident right from the front that can you help us create a solution? Not yeah. just, can you help me win? Mm-hmm. So next week, we're going to dive into uh, kind of the, the warning signs before entering litigation. But again, all this is based on our book, Blended and Redeemed, that yep. is releasing on September 13th through Exo Publishing. Mm -hmm. You can pre-order that book right now, and it goes deep into the concept of litigation. Yes, it does. And then uh, we also have the companion guides that are going to come along with that. So yeah. if you're a pastor, ministry leader, um, these are, you know, this is... Uh, a resource that you can use within your church or in your small groups, your mom groups, your dad groups. And so mm -hmm. understand you guys, we're going to have a pastor's guide and then we'll have a leaders and study guide as well. And then we will also have the video uh, format teaching that will go along with it later on. Yeah. I can imagine the number of pastors or people in um, that are listening to this that, that find themselves acquainted with blended families and litigation. Mm -hmm. And and what, what, what would you provide for them? Yeah. Please remember this is an unbelievable resource where we talk about the things that we experienced and what we learned through the project on litigation. So yeah. guys, we're excited. 
week five, five part, uh, the fifth part of the six part series is coming up next week. So we hope that you will join us and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Be blessed in all you do today. Take care. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.